Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Hey, y'all, I am so elated that you all have chosen to tune in and worship with us. This month, we're exploring what it means to have an abnormal reality. And so, friends, I think we know by now that nothing will ever probably be the same. And so it's important that we learn how to live through it, walk through it, but most of all, grow through it. And so today from Acts 12, verses 5 through 19, that's what we are going to attempt to learn today from this text. And so beginning in Acts 12, verse 19, we're going to let that be our anchor text today. And in verse 19, the word of God says this, when Herod had searched for him and had not found him, he examined the guards and ordered that they be led away to execution. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and was spending time there. My brothers and sisters, for our time together, I'd like for you to consider this thought. I'm locked up for doing the right thing. Let's pray. Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you that God, even in our abnormal reality, you're still God. And so now, God, we pray that your word will encourage us, that it will educate us. And most of all, God, we will grow through everything we go through. It's in Christ's name that we do pray. Amen. I'm locked up for doing the right thing. Friends, through dangers seen and unseen, there's protection all around. Under the refuge of God's wings, security is found. For there are angels watching you to keep you in all of your ways, keeping you from stumbling. So don't be afraid. God's appointed angels watching over me. Angels watching over me. I promise these are not my lyrics, but in fact, they come from the 1990 song Angels, written by Richard Smallwood. Friends, it's so awesome because if you listen to those lyrics intently, you get to hear how beautifully God dispatches his angels, his heavenly army of angels to us all when we stand in the need of help. Friends, isn't it comforting that we have such a great, great, great God that when problems rise over our head, when we feel like we are suffocating, when we feel like life won't get better, God sends his angels to watch over us. Friends, although this is comforting, I must admit and I do know that when we heard about the coronavirus, we were not thinking about God's angels. When we see the tension in society or even experience it, we're not 
really worried about God's angels. Friends, the truth of the matter, if we can keep it a hundred right now, is that when we come in contact with the problems of this world, it's sometimes hard to believe God or his heavenly army is really going to fight on our behalf. Friends, I don't know about you, but as I survey and look on 11 Alive News and flip over even to Channel 2, sometimes I try Channel 5. You may even try today at 5. But when we look and we see the news, sometimes our right seems wrong. And sometimes others' wrongs seem right. Friends, it's in these times where we say, God, does integrity even matter? Does it even matter to be honest? God, where are you? Friends, that's the backdrop of what's happening in Acts chapter 12, verses 5 through 19. You see, Peter, my brother Peter, has to be having these similar thoughts because he is spreading the good news of Jesus. That's all he's doing. Yet King Herod has a problem. <laughs> King Herod has decided to suddenly and forcibly place my good brother Peter into jail. You may ask, well, what's the offense, Brother Joshua? Well, I'm going to tell you. The offense happens to be that Peter wanted to tell everybody about Jesus. He wanted to tell them about the saving power of Jesus. He wanted to tell them how great Jesus is. And Herod had a problem. What was Herod's problem? Well, I'm glad you asked. King Herod, he says, nope. He says, you can't tell somebody how great Jesus is because people need to be caught up in how great I am. He says, basically, through his actions, that I'm insecure. And to compensate for my insecurity, I got to lock you up because you're trying to tell everybody about Jesus. Follow with me today in Acts 12, beginning at verses 5 through 6. And notice this, that Peter is locked up for following Jesus. The narrative begins saying this in verse five. So Peter was kept in prison, but prayer for him was being made to God intensely by the church. On the very night when Herod was about to bring him forward, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and guards in front of the door were watching over the prison. Y'all, Peter's locked up and he's surrounded because they want to make sure that this brother who was telling everybody about Jesus, this same brother who wanted everybody's life to be better, this same brother who literally meant no harm. They wanted to make sure that he did not escape. But you got to feel the tension in the text. You got to feel this this horrible tension that's all over Peter at this moment. Peter was just trying to do the right thing, y'all. And I love what Augustine says, because I believe that Peter has to really feel this way. He says that right is right, even if no one is doing it and wrong is wrong, even if everybody is doing it. See, in the case of Peter, he finds himself telling people about Jesus. And this is a whole issue. Herod is probably saying, how dare you tell anybody about the king of kings and the Lord of lords? I am the only king that they need to be worried about. How dare you tell somebody that God be glorified? No, they should be lifting me higher. And he's right now puffed up on his own supply of insecurity. And because he's so insecure, Herod, Herod, a 
Agrippa is who I'm talking about. Because he's so insecure, he's allowing his insecurity to fuel and to overpower his wisdom and his judgment. Friends, he doesn't want anybody to get more praise and honor than him. And so what is he doing? He is believing an insecure lie. This conflicts, y'all, with the spreading of the good news of Jesus. And Beth Moore talks about insecurity and what we need to do about it. Beth Moore once said that we're going to have to let truth scream louder to our souls instead of the lies that have infected us. I don't know about you. Maybe you can't tell it right now, but Herod is clearly infected. (laughs) He has this problematic disease of insecurity is running rampant from his head to his heart, from his heart to his hands and being produced in toxic actions. My brother Peter is in jail all because this brother has something internally messed up within him and he's in jail and he's literally locked up with chains on his wrist, chains on his feet, surrounded by guards who probably smell, surrounded by guards who don't care anything about him, roaches crawling over the floor. Rats surrounding him. He's treated as if he did or committed a heinous crime. And my brother Peter has to be thinking this is not right. This is not fair. This is flat out wrong. Oh, friends, but allow me to parenthetically pause the text for a moment because I don't want you to think that Peter's the only one who can be locked up or experience some discomfort all for just doing the right thing. I want you to understand that sometimes in life, the Lord is going to tell you to follow him and you're going to follow him with all your might. But I want you to understand that there are going to be still some people who are just going to dislike you for you. You're going to follow God. You're going to hear God. You're going to do everything that the Lord tell you to do and you're going to even dis- Dispense love to others and some folk going to hate you. But I want you to catch this and find some in- in- encouragement in the moment. You may not always be able to please others, but when you follow God, you will always please God. I'll say that once more so you can write it down, tweet it to yourself or text it to yourself. You may not always be able to please others, but when you follow God, you will always please God. Friends, Peter, yes, is locked up for doing the right thing. This is not desirable. It does feel bad. He is uncomfortable. This is not his preference. But what I love about this text, the thing that it taps dances right on my big toe, the thing that makes me say, "Ooh, Joshua, you better catch this. So I'm going to say, "Ooh, to you, you better catch this. Is this that Peter is uncomfortable, but he's not allowing his feelings to dictate his faith. Oh, friends, we got to push ourselves and graduate to the point that even when we feel as though our preference is not being honored, even when God don't move the way we want God to move, even when situations don't turn out the way we want them to, we still have to have faith. Peter teaches us what radical trust and unwavering faith looks like (laughs) because Peter's locked up. Yes. All because he followed God. But what I love is that as the text continues, Peter is liberated and implored more to follow God some more. Look at what the text says (laughs) in verse seven. The text says, and behold, an angel of the Lord suddenly stood near Peter and a light shone in the sail. And he struck Peter's side and woke him saying, get up quickly. 
and his chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, put on your belt and strap on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and continued to follow. And yet he did not know that what was being done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. <laughs> now, when they had passed the first and second guard, they came to the iron gate that leads into the city, which opened for them by itself. And they went out and went along one street and immediately the angel departed from him. Friends, let's hit the rewind button because we need to catch something. Peter's locked up for simply spreading the good news of Jesus. We got that right. He only wanted to make people's life better. He meant no harm, right? He came in all peace, yes, but he still finds himself locked up doing the right thing. <laughs> Can we talk about that for a minute? Have you been there? Well, you strive to do the right thing and people misunderstood you. Have you been there where you were ridiculed for trying to be right? You were mistreated and maligned for just trying to help. You were labeled a troublemaker just because you were trying to help people see into the future. You meant the betterment for others, but people believed that you were just bad. Well, friends, I want you to know Peter probably feels the same way. He's in this cell and wondering how in the world did I end up here? But yet inside this cell, as the questions are enlarging inside of his mind, suddenly he finds himself sleep slobbing probably on a rock still locked up between two guards and suddenly as the questions and the despair envelops him all of a sudden an angel watches over Peter <laughs> an angel comes in and shines a light into Peter's cell and says Peter grab your shoes grab your tunic grab your belt put on your sandals and let's go <laughs> Peter is so excited that he gets all these belongings, put his coat around his waist and begins to follow the angel. But we must parenthetically pause again because it's important. Peter's following this angel, right? But he doesn't really know where the angel is going. Peter is following this angel, right? But I'm sure he probably don't even really know if it's an angel. What Peter does know is that it is help and he is just going to follow. Can I tell you something? We have to be just like Peter in the text where well, we stop asking God for all the details and whatever God reveals, even in ambiguity, we'll say, God, you're still almighty. Even when it's blurry to me, I will still believe that it's clear to you. And when it's blurry to you, it does not mean that God is not moving. When it's blurry to you, it means that I should continue following God. Why? Because if I keep on following him, what is blurry will eventually be made clear. Friends, in the text, that's what Brother Peter's doing. He's following this angels with all of his belonging. Don't know where he's going, but God clearly wants Peter to follow him. <laughs> so you got to understand the mere option to follow this angel means that the chains have come off. <laughs> it means that God has liberated Peter from a cell. God has liberated Peter from his problem. God is really helping Peter. But can I help you for a moment? Because God never liberates you from something without wanting you to follow him to something. <laughs> See, sometimes in our life, God will free us from bad people, bad situations. He'll free us from debt. He'll free us from depression. He'll free us from all these different things. But he's not freeing you for you to get arrogant and think you are almighty. No, God is freeing you saying, will you 
follow me. <laughs> Friends, I want you just to think for a minute about all that the Lord has freed us from. He freed us from sin. He freed us from loneliness. He frees us from low self-esteem. He frees us from unhappiness. He frees us from unfruitfulness. He frees us from sadness. He frees us from toxic habits. He frees us from terrible situationships. He frees us from lying tongues, the judgment of others, and even the pain that lingers. I want you to catch this. God is more than your genie, but God is a liberator. God is more than the one that blesses you on Sunday, but God is your liberator. God is more than your part-time fix, but God is your liberator. And when God liberates, check this, he's saying, I liberate you, but I want you to follow me. <laughs> more freedom, more following. <laughs> See, we are free to follow God. See, Peter was locked up for following Jesus, but Jesus came through on his already made promise. He came through and he liberated him, but he said, come on and keep following me. But yet, if we look at verses 11 through 19, what we notice is that the miracle of God's justice is revealed. You see, miracles come from God and guess what? Jesus is justice. You see, although God sent an angel to physically free Peter from jail, understand, don't ever forget it. Peter was locked up for doing the right thing. He was locked up and punished as if he had cre he had literally committed some heinous crime, but he hadn't done nothing but committed honorable actions. See, God sees Peter following the instructions and desires of God. And he says, you know what? I'm going to liberate him. <laughs> I'm going to free him. You want to know why? Because he followed me initially. And I have the faith in Peter that he'll keep on following me, following me all the way through. And you know what Peter says as he realizes he's at the entrance of the gate. He says, it was the Lord who rescued me. Herod is not greater than God. Nothing is greater than God. Peter is jubilantly excited, excited. He just is over the moon excited. And what does he do when he gets excited? He goes and tells somebody else. <laughs> and so he goes to that church that we mentioned in verse five that said they were praying for Peter. They're located in upper Jerusalem. And Peter goes up in there. And he said, and a young lady by the name of Rhoda answers the door. She knows Peter. She looks, she squints her eyes, and she says, it's Peter, y'all. It's Peter. You got to understand, this house church knew that Peter had gotten locked up. This house church knew that Peter didn't do nothing wrong, but yet they also knew that King Herod Agrippa was a powerful brother and that if King Herod Agrippa had a problem with you, you didn't have a very long life. And so she's screaming, it's Peter, it's Peter. And the people say, girl, child, be quiet. <laughs> Peter's locked up. <laughs> Peter is not here. She says, I'm telling you, it's Peter. One lady comes down. She looks out the door and she's amazed because she sees it's in fact Peter. She signals for everybody to come down and they have an amazing time. But Peter say, hey, I'm all good for the celebration, but y'all do me a favor. Understand, I got to get ready to go. But make sure you tell James I'm out of jail. He singles out James, telling him, make sure you tell him I'm out of jail. Man, this thing right here messed me up. I said, why Peter? going to call out his brother James like that. <laughs> Why would he say James? Like, it's a whole lot of folk. He could have said Joshua. He said James. <laughs> well, the reason he said James is because James at this moment was not a believer in Jesus. <laughs> and so Peter wants James to understand that God made good on his promise. God is trustworthy and someone that we can 
rely on. <laughs> I want you to notice something though. Peter doesn't stay around and have red velvet cupcakes like Josh probably would have had. Peter don't stay around and do the electric slide at the family reunion because he's out of jail. My good brother Peter, you know what he did? He came, he said, hey, I just want y'all to see the miracle that God has revealed and guess what? I got to go to the other territory. When I read this, I said, hold up, wait a minute. You just was locked up for telling people about Jesus and now you about to go do it again a whole other place? What's wrong with you, Peter? You know what, Peter? He dropped a text message in my inbox this week, and Peter told me this. Are you going to have faith, Joshua, or will you be paralyzed by your fear? I got to tell y'all something today. <laughs> I believe that, yes, we believe in God. <laughs> I believe we got big questions about God. I believe, yes, just like you. Why is the pandemic going on? Why is racism a real thing? Why are people dying? Why can't we all just get along? I got questions, too. But here's the truth. Are you going to allow your questions to stop you? Are you going to allow your fear to make you have no faith? Or are you going to keep on following God and trust that God will make what is blurry clear after while? In the text today, God birthed a miracle, not because Peter sat there paralyzed with fear, but God birthed a miracle because Peter had the resolve and the faithful relationship to follow God even when he was uncomfortable. My question to all of you that are watching at this moment is, will you follow God even when it feels like things are not in your corner? Will you follow God even when things are uncomfortable? Will you follow God and so he can prove to you that he's trustworthy so that he can prove to you yet again that he is something to rely on. Will you follow God even when it's uncomfortable, friends, some issues that we have in life? You're not going to have an answer for them. Some issues you have in life, you're going to say, God, I don't know why you're doing this to me. But I want you to know that later on, you'll see that that test was clearly a part of God forming your testimony. This week I heard from an elder in ministry that many of us know by the name of Charles Stanley. And Charles Stanley had a quote that he says has fueled his ministry. And it is this, that in all of life, I follow God and I allow God to handle the consequences. That's what we gotta do. That even when things are blurry, they're uncomfortable, we would follow God. Because as we keep following, as we keep trusting, God keeps building, God keeps pouring, God keeps shaping, God keeps moving. And so friends today, from Acts 12, from this story about my good brother Peter, you know how we sum it up? We sum it up like this, that following God is not easy, but following God is worth it. Following God is not easy, but following God is worth it. Let's pray. God in heaven, we have many trials, many problems, many tribulations but you're good, even when life is not good. And so now, God, we pray that you will give us hope, give us strength to follow you as you liberate us. In the name of Christ, we do pray. Amen.
my brothers and sisters, if you're watching this and you don't have a relationship with God made available by Jesus, my question is, what you waiting on? Because our lives are made better. You see, Peter in this text was so excited, he wanted to tell everybody about Jesus. And I want that happiness to flood your timeline and your heart right now. And so if by chance you want to know Christ and you don't know Christ, you can do so by praying a very simple prayer and I'll pray it with you. Just repeat after me. I admit that I need Jesus. I believe that Jesus died for me and I confess that Christ is the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Whether you prayed that prayer or possibly you got a whole other prayer request because there are many and many things that we need to pray about. Do me a favor. Email us today at altogether at spdl.org. Friends, whether you got a prayer request or whether you just want to say, hey, this sermon or that worship touched me, email us. Let us hear feedback from you at altogether at spdl.org. If you'd like to give to this ministry, you feel free by going to spdl.org and there's a drop down menu after you hit the giving option and it says all together. I want you to know, following God, it's not easy, but I promise you, if you keep on following, it definitely is worth it. And so friends, this week I challenge you to not allow your feelings to dictate your faith, but keep on going because God promises in his word that the destination is beautiful. I'm praying for you and have a great week. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.